Welcome to the Southern Alchemy Wellness Podcast. Southern Alchemy Wellness is a holistic wellness space and retail store devoted to the support of healthy living in the physical and virtual community. Our physical space is located at 4819 East Bush Boulevard, Suite 104. We hope that you will come in and see us here. I'm your host, Tracy Person. And I'm Darren Person, your co-host, and this is the Alchemy of Wellness Podcast. Today, we are talking about community gardening as a necessary healing modality. Our guest today is gardener, community activist, and friend, Dion Morales. We know and love her as D. We've had you scheduled as our guest for so long. We are so happy to finally <laughs> have you here Thank you for devoting your time yes. and your energy here to our space. So welcome to the Alchemy of Wellness. Thank you so much for having me, Tracy and Darren. Yes, we have been uh, working on this for a little bit. <laughs> so I'm glad we're going to get it done and um, hopefully stay informed and in tune with what's going on in the community garden world. So Dee, I mean, there's so many things that we could say about you uh, because you're just such an awesome and colorful person. If we had to distill it down to like three fabulous things that you would want to be known for? What would they be? Three. Okay. So I would say number one is um, just, I'm true to who I am. I show up as me everywhere that I am, yeah. um, everywhere that I go. Um, that doesn't change whether I'm in the garden, whether I'm in the classroom, mm-hmm. um, whether I'm just sitting at the beach, I'm, I'm me and I don't hold that back. The second part or the second thing I'd like to share is that, I'm very passionate about ensuring that people know kind of what food looks like. They don't necessarily have to know it all or want to know it all, but just a little something about something so that you can grow something. Does that make sense? It makes, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Do you feel that gardening is like a lost art that uh, we should be trying to get back to? Absolutely. Um, in addition to it being like the lost art, it's more so... I feel maybe disconnection mm. is the proper word. Yeah. Um, our generation and the generation prior stepped away from the way of the past when it comes to agriculture and embracing it and going with it. And now my generation is working hard to bring it back, yeah. to take us back to at least having the knowledge of growing our own food and knowing where it comes from and making bread at home and cooking home yeah. meals together. Like, that I feel is what is missing and what we're trying to bring back to the forefront of, so that it's normal in society again. You know, a lot of us don't know how to hem pants and things of that nature, like bringing back the lost arts, mm-hmm. I think is important. And being able to do it in a community setting, I think helps us all um, embrace it a little bit better. Because yeah. you may know a little bit more about something, well, you do, but, you know, um, that you can share with, us and people that don't know and don't know how to actually get some things done, like your your tea magic. So uh, my connection to gardening and to D um, really stems back to the work that I did as an educator. Um, I noticed that communities of color really did not have access to fresh food. And um, growing up as the daughter of a, a real plant daddy. My father always had plants in the house. He took real pride um, in creating his garden and the granddaughter of um, a sharecropper and um, 
I, I call it a farm, he called it a garden. It was always important to me to touch the earth, to do gardening work. And um, a lot of my teaching work revolved around uh, school to farm to table projects with kids. So when I came to Tampa, I was really excited to find black farmers mm -hmm. and black gardeners. And I had no idea it was gonna be as hard as it was to the point where I literally got on Instagram and looked up um, black community gardens and I didn't really find any. Um, the only one I found was 813 Hook Garden. And I messaged Dee and she got right back to me. And it's been the start of a beautiful relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I wanna throw it to you, Dee. Talk to us about like your gardening journey, how you come to this work. So with gardening, I've really been doing it for um, all my life, really. Grew up um, on the internet on a rice swamp. So I grew up mm. already into it. My parents had mm. chickens and goats and we would go up the hill to harvest. Um, I had family that lived near a cocoa farm. So being able to run through the cocoa farm growing up, you know, that exposed me into the love that I have now for just connecting with growing and knowing that I can go outside and harvest my herbs for my meals and, mm. you know, teaching that to my kids. Seeing my five-year-old run outside and be like, mommy, you missed the strawberry, there's a strawberry mm -hmm. ready, or yeah. there's blueberries and him like being able to experience that firsthand mm -hmm. has, has really been a thing. Uh, Dee, why do you think gardening should be a part of health and healing? I feel like um, at this point, especially having gone through the pandemic, we've all survived the pandemic. So we have to give ourselves a pat on the back for that. But having experienced and lived through that opened my eyes to the fact that there is this disconnect between food and how it's grown and between the fact that you can utilize garlic for both culinary and medicinal purposes, realizing that you can use rosemary the same way for medicinal purposes as well as culinary and being able to have people open their eyes to that and become aware of it, I think is, um, is important. You are a community gardener though. Um, and I did say an activist, and I think that people mistake what an activist can look like, just like they don't always understand that teaching is not just you in front of a classroom. Like every time I see you take people into your garden, um, and I know that you have children that are coming into your garden and learning about how to, to create these sustainable lives, like that's learning, that's education. Um, so what are some of the challenges that you find um, that you're facing with this activism work, with this community gardening work? Um, I think the biggest challenge for me is getting the people to embrace it, um, especially where we are and the space that I'm growing in. It's one of the key deserts because it, it really is. And being able to get people to have the time where they're already you know, struggling to make ends meet um, is a challenge. Being able to have the kids feel safe enough to come on out and, you know, grow and learn and be embraced and be curious about the things that they're seeing, um, I think is really important as well. As we've been looking at society, uh, there's been a move, sort of like a grassroots movement towards medicine going against big pharma. Do you feel that this is a movement against big agriculture as well to develop these community gardens? I don't feel like it's going against it, but it's about reducing our carbon footprint. 
Mm -hmm. um, for certain things, things that we can manage ourselves. Some of the things that we get, we're not going to be able to grow everything. We definitely are not in a community garden setting. We hope to, but realistically, um, I don't feel like it's going against it because we still depend on them for a lot. But being able to take certain things into our own hands that we can grow here on a local basis and then get other people to embrace it and grow them at home for themselves would empower us all. So it's not necessarily going against it mm -hmm. totally, but more so working with it to leave less of a footprint. Um, did you want to talk a little more about the challenges? I thought um, I saw you kind of ruminating there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, being in a food desert, so I with 813 Hood Garden Space, it, um, one of the biggest challenges is funding. Mm -hmm. Being able to get the funding to bring all of the programming um, into this space because I feel like uh, part of the missing gap is education. And the tools to be able to bring our people out would be encouraging them through incentives. So them coming out to attend a workshop, yes, they're going to gain knowledge, but in today's society, everyone wants to go home with something tangible. Mm -hmm. So being able to provide them something tangible to go home with um, requires funding. And hopefully, you know, right now it's been a struggle, but I'm speaking it into the universe mm -hmm. that um, sponsors and funders will come out so that way we can more so, we can reach more people. We're going to manifest that. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to happen. Uh, most definitely. Um, thinking also about your purpose. <sighs> this one is, is it's, it's hard. It's heavy. It's a big bag, but um, it's more so about allowing people a safe space and working on everything. So we're working on the mind, body, and soul while in the space. So that's the, the purpose of 813 Hood Garden Space. We're going to teach you how to grow your own food. So you can go home and have that confidence. We're going to show you how to do, whether it's yoga or the dance classes, so to get your physical body engaged. And then mentally, we also have uh, connections with, um, you know, Gage coming out and doing like the uh, sound bath and mm -hmm. things of that nature. And just when Nikki does her meditation. So being able to um, teach and treat the whole being is mm -hmm. really what I feel like the purpose is being able to show people what in the world. Like yesterday I had a guy stop by mint. He didn't know what fresh mint looked like. He's familiar wow. with mint tea. Uh -huh. yeah. But I showed him outside of the garden, there is a small herb garden that we put out there so people can, you know, just harvest and, and utilize. And he was like, well, a lot of us don't know what that is. Don't know what these things look like. So thank you for putting this stuff out here. And I was like, wow. Being able to just share and enlighten people as to what things look like and how they can actually use it. Because of the fact that a lot of people don't necessarily know um, what things look like, we're using it as a classroom um, on that level, the introduction mm -hmm. of what things look like, even introducing it to the children. So it's it's a classroom. Mm -hmm. um, it's a classroom where we are also, like I said, mind, body, and soul, the art. You're going to come in there, you're Go find a leaf that you want to paint or go find a flower or whatever it is. Herbal harvesting, because we have the medicinal garden, which is currently growing, I'm adding more things um, as we speak to it um, so that people can actually know. Ask their pharmacy. I call it a um, medicine cabinet. Mm -hmm. So having your own medicine cabinet at home is important. 
So at least knowing what some of these things look like and being able to share some of the cuttings of things that I can actually do that with mm -hmm. in itself is, is, I don't know what to call it, heartwarming. Mm -hmm. and being able to share that. But knowing how vital this is to have community gardens, what do you think is holding most communities back from establishing their own community gardens? Right now, I don't really even feel like it's establishing. There are community gardens in every pocket of every neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of people reaching out and finding it, people actually supporting the community gardens because at the end of the day, some of us are putting things into pantries. Some of us are going to schools and sharing them there. Um, some of us are actually just embracing the fact that there are people that need food that can't come out or mm -hmm. that, like, you know, the senior community especially, they're very vulnerable. So coming into a community garden space and supporting from that measure, mm -hmm. you'll be reaching other people that are in need. What do you love the most about your work? Knowing that I have now opened your eyes to what it looked like. A lot of people that have come through the garden didn't know that a bell pepper, what the bell pepper plant looked like, or mm -hmm. um, as simple as like yucca. People have seen yucca in the supermarket, but they have no idea what a yucca plant looks like. Mm. Seeing strawberries grow on the strawberry plant, like all of that is what keeps me going, being able to enlighten folks. Um, I know coming down here as an herbalist, there were all these um, different herbs that I was familiar with as a Northeastern, right? There's a whole Northeast Botanical School of Herbalism. I feel like working with you is almost like a it's like a slow retooling of my knowledge there are all these different herbs that grow here in tampa that i didn't know did what they do they look like weeds to me but they're actually herbal medicinals so i really thank you for um that aspect of teaching like it's that side-by-side -side work that we're doing together that informs both of us yeah. you know but you have some things on the horizon. What upcoming events do you have on your calendar? They're um, not necessarily on the calendar yet, but they're in my head. So they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely coming. One of the biggest things that I'm working on and um, looking for some help to do is what I'm calling Feed the Block. Mm -hmm. I have this map of the, in the area that we service that I'd like to tackle and have the, the neighbors of that particular block come out to embrace the, the, the workshops that are coming. We're going to have nutrition workshops. We're going to have more of the gardening workshops. We'll have the tea workshops. We'll have just having them come out to engage and be a part of building what the community needs. Um, like, for example, just again, the gentleman that I spoke to yesterday, he's like, okay, I want to know what that is and what that is and how do I use it? Like I told him, yucca leaves are edible. He didn't know he could cook that while my collard greens. I didn't wow. either. That's, right. That's Yeah, so all of that, being able to just um, open people's eyes. But definitely the Feed the Block initiative. We're going to be trying to do some, um, put in some front yard gardens in that neighborhood as well um, through partnerships with like the Coalition of Community Gardens. Um, and just keeping, oh, we're going to have our yoga. We'll have yoga four times a month instead of two moving mm -hmm. forward. Nice. Um, we'll be bringing back art in the garden, the dance in the garden, and then mm -hmm. we have music in the garden. We'll also be having two holiday markets and fundraising dinners. All right. So we have a full end of the year. It's going to be a busy last quarter, mm -hmm. but we're super excited to bring it to the people and hopefully have them come out and embrace 
what we've got going on. One more thing before we uh, kind of close out. This is a Black podcast by Black content creators with mostly Black guests. If there's one thing that you want to say to your community, because when we say the community, people can get confused. Yeah. We mean us. Yeah. What, what do we want to say to them? Support. If you can financially support, support with your time, um, support with your sharing, you know, sharing an event that's coming up. You may not be able to attend it, but sharing it with your followers will bring light to it. Because really, I need physical bodies. And the majority of the folk that come out to the garden to support are not the people that I'm trying to do the work for at all. Okay. Well, where can we find out information about you or your garden, uh, Dee? So 813 Hood Garden Space on Instagram. Um, we also have a Facebook group. It is 813 Hood Garden Space on Facebook. Um, that's really where I'm at. I'm still working on the whole website thing. Um, it'll, it'll come. It'll come. Um, but for right you. now, uh, <laughs> I'm on the socials. I'm on Instagram and um, Facebook as well. Thank you, Dee. It's been a real pleasure. As Darren said in the beginning, we've been trying to get you to do this for a while. And even we've been on hiatus. So <laughs> if, if we're a little rusty, we beg your indulgence. But it's been great to talk to you. Thank you guys for having me. I certainly appreciate it. And look forward to, you know, you guys listening to uh, me talk about upcoming events. Tracy also has a gazillion things coming up. And uh, <laughs> hopefully she'll be sharing them with you guys soon. But you'll see us together doing some things here in the fall. So we hope to see you guys soon. Always. It was a pleasure having you here. And it's an ongoing pleasure working with you, Dee. Absolutely. Thank y'all. You are welcome. And this has been the Alchemy of Wellness podcast. Thank you for joining us. Be well.